everybody. Welcome to The Writer Chick with your host, Kay Nicole. Warning y'all now, there's going to be some minor language in this. So if that bothers you, then I'm sorry. And if not, then feel free to listen on. So if you hear me drink water at any point between this, please ignore that. You know, a girl gets thirsty, her throat gets dry. So what are you going to do? All right. So before we get into the episode, I'm just going to do the the usual stuff I talk about. I mean, at this point, I think y'all are pretty used to it. So just bear with me. If you really hate it that bad, you can always get past. I'm not offended. Number two, this podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. But I don't really update on YouTube. So take that one with a grain of salt. But the other ones stay consistent. So feel free to check them out if you want to. Or if you're already listening on your platform of choice, then hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, and number three, this is a new one. This is a new edition. I'm starting something new where I'm going to review self-published authors' books for free, by the way. So if you want to get exposure on my blog and my podcast and my Instagram, then I suggest you sign up using the review form in the bio. And I will email you within like two to three business days if your book has gotten picked. So yeah, take advantage of it. I don't know how long I'm going to do this for, so take advantage of it while you can. I already just had someone sign. I already just had someone sign up, so I'm super excited. Their episode should be coming out within the next like couple weeks, so um, stay tuned for that. And if you want to see who the special person is, then please follow me on Instagram at kthewriter. That's k a e the writer. I'm not going to break in your house if you don't donate. I'm not going to strip you of your money. I'm not going to rob you blind. But you know, if you just want to. Give a little little bit of change to me, then feel free. I will appreciate it immensely. So that will also be linked down below if you really want to do that. And I think that's everything that I really need to talk about. So let's get into the episode. So like I told you all, I was about to do this episode anyway, because I said this one was going to be a banger. And I think I even mentioned it in one of them. I don't remember which one, but I mentioned that this one was going to come up soon. If you haven't listened what are you doing? But it's fine. I'm not offended. Thank you for listening to this one. This episode is going to be about haters, which I have so much expertise in, okay? Not as being one, but of dealing with them. So this episode is titled Haters, a guide on what they are and how to deal with them. Because I think we all need that, especially in this day and age. So to begin, I'm going to give you all a nice little quote by Ellen DeGeneres, which I had to look up on who said this because my grandpa's fiance says this all the time, but I was like, I didn't know who it was, who it was by. And funny enough, he just asked for a candle with the saying on it, but I didn't know who it was by, but I thought it was really applicable to this podcast episode. So I figured I'd put it in the post and I say it in here. So the quote is my haters are my motivators. This may sound corny to some, but I think it actually can be a really nice thing to say because your haters should be your motivators. They should never make you feel less than, okay? I use my haters as motivators. So yeah, you do you. Do what works for you, sis, bros, or non-binary hoes. This has been a topic that's been on my mind for a little bit, which is why I have mentioned it multiple times because I normally don't mention what my podcast episode is going to be about that week or in previous weeks. But I don't know, this one has just been itching in my soul, in my spirit, you know? You ever just get that feeling that this is what I want to talk about? 
Yeah, this was the one. The thing is, is I've had a lot of experiences recently that have reminded me that people don't fuck with me or my success. I just had to talk about that. I had to. I had to get it off my chest because people are just consistently hating on me and what I want to do. And they're stepping on my back to benefit them. So I'm tired of that shit. And I had to bring it up here. So, yeah. And if you know you're that person who has done whatever the fuck I'm about to talk about soon, you know who you are. I'm not going to drop names because I'm not that type of person. But move accordingly. But anyways, I think we always believe that all haters are blatant and they can be. But they can also be below the surface. And sometimes the people you think want to see you succeed really are the people preying on your downfall. So you got to be careful. I felt like that um, this was a topic that needed to be discussed more, which like I already said, as I continue to grow and evolve, I see more haters in my life. And I just noticed people are showing their true colors, which I don't like. But what can you do? You can't control what people do or what people think. So whatever. I think this is something that people have experienced at least once or are in the process of experiencing because trust me, you can't escape haters. It just they're just here, unfortunately. People are just gonna be jealous of you, is how it is. Either you are the hater or you're the one getting the hate. Never fails. So if you want to know how to spot a hater, if you want to know how to not be a hater, or if you want to get rid of them in your life, then this podcast episode or the subsequent blog post might be for you and this is also therapeutic for me because like I just stated earlier this is something to get off my chest so yeah if you are interested in continuing to listen then feel free if not then you can click off that's fine I'm not offended um there are plenty of other episodes you can listen to that you might enjoy so let's get into it so we're going to talk about haters and their subcategories But the question is, is what are haters? According to Google, because Google knows all, a hater is classified as a person who thrives on showing hate toward, criticizing, belittling other people or things, usually unfairly. Okay, I think we know what this looks like, especially since most of us are subjected to the comment sections of Instagram and TikTok. But them comment sections, though, them comment sections are toxic. Same with Twitter. Twitter is also toxic as fuck right? And there are plenty of haters. Like, I know recently, I don't know if people listen to Summer Walker around here, but I do. I love her. She's great. And she just released the extended version of No Love with Cardi B on it. So at first, I kind of was like, I don't know how she's gonna fit on this song, but I'm willing to try it out because maybe she might be better than I'm anticipating. And you know what? Actually, it wasn't that bad when I listened to it. It's on my playlist now. I think she did okay for somebody who predominantly raps, right? You go in the comment section. Everybody's like, she ruined the song, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't have had her on here. We already know who ruined the song. I was like, y'all are just hating it. Hey, y'all are just getting on a bandwagon because one person said they didn't like it. It really wasn't that bad. Y'all just tripping like a motherfucker. So people just gonna hate. They really are. And then TikTok is the same way. You know how people always say if you end up on the wrong side of TikTok, it's it's just your comment section is gonna be blown up with toxicity, right? It just is a thing around here and it's just because people when they're allowed to have an opinion they're gonna have an opinion and people also kind of follow things like sheep so if one person says something they're gonna hop on the bandwagon too it's just reality it's annoying but it's reality and it's also easy because we are anonymous most of us at least people think they can say whatever the fuck they want and get away with it 
But I think they forget this generation is a bunch of FBI agents. So, you know, choose your words wisely. But the thing is, haters can also be silent too. And they can be closer than you think. I usually like to classify these subcategories or these silent haters as fake supporters and users. Fake supporters can also be fake friends as well. Let's, you know, let me clarify this before I continue. But that's what I like to call them. So, yeah. Fake supporters or friends, at least in my opinion. Again, this is my opinion. So, opinions can also be disagreed with. Take this shit at face value. Feel free to leave your own thoughts in the comments. I'm not against it as long as you're respectful. If you are disrespectful, I will delete your shit. Period. I don't play that. But anyways, at least in my opinion, these are the type of people who will act like they support you, but deep down they want to see you fail. These are the type of people who will support you privately and not publicly. And a lot of the support, and mind you, I'm doing quotations right now when I'm saying this, support comes from being jealous and not wanting to come off as such. These type of haters are harder to see because on the surface it looks like they're really rocking with you, but they're really not. I know people are probably confused on the statement of people who support you privately, but not publicly or vice versa. And this is something you have to use discernment with. So I will give some examples on what I mean later on. So, you know, bear with me. Keep, don't, don't go in my comments flaming me immediately because I promise you I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. As for users according to Google, they're usually the type of people who take advantage of other people or things for their own personal gain. And I feel like this also can go hand in hand with fake supporters and or fake friends. Haters are haters. They just like to spread misery because that's just all they fucking do, you know? Misery loves company. But fake supporters can support you and use you too. So don't think that it's just because they fake support you or whatever that they can't use you because they can. And don't think that users can't fake support you too. Or at least be a fake friend. Don't don't think they can't go hand in hand, baby. Okay? Maybe they decide to step on your back to get to where they want to go faster. Maybe they constantly take and take but never give anything in return. And maybe they still act like they're your friend and want to help you. Despite the fact that their intentions aren't as pure as they think. None of these are easy to spot. They really aren't. Especially if it's someone close to you or someone you've maybe been friends with for years. You're not going to always know. But I'm going to give you a couple signs on what a hater looks like. Okay? I'm going to help you out. Kay is going to be your your guru today. Alright, so what are some signs of a hater? Number one. Haters are judgmental as fuck. And I put as fuck in bold. Trust me. This is a huge red flag. Okay? But sometimes it's hard to see because we like to confuse judgment with constructive criticism. And depending on your relationship with the person, those comments may come off as a joke, usually harmless. You might not even think twice about it, right? But trust me, if it keeps going, it's not a joke. Not at all. There's a very fine line between what a joke is and what an actual deprecating remark is, okay? Gotta be mindful. You gotta pay attention. If you don't pay attention, you're gonna miss the signs. But there is a huge difference between judgment and constructive criticism. In case y'all didn't know, constructive criticism is supposed to be just that, constructive. If it's not constructive, then it's not constructive criticism, okay? It's usually given with the intent to help someone become a better version of themselves. Keep that in mind. However, judgment is unconstructive. I'm going to say that again. Unconstructive. It is not meant to help you. It is meant to bring you down. It is meant to harm you. That is the intention. So how 
do you discern if someone's giving you constructive feedback and if they're just being a hater? Usually if someone is judging you, they tend to speak in ways that are attacking you and your choices, okay? Now, I gave a very, like, easy example, but usually people are a lot more clever with it, so you gotta really pay attention to this. But the example I use is, like, let's say you want another slice of pizza. Maybe it's the best pizza you've ever fucking had in your life, and you're like, damn. You know you shouldn't have it, but then you're like, I don't really care. It's my cheat day. I can do what I want. So you grab the other slice of pizza. And let's say your friend looks at you with the most disgusting look on their face, and they're like, are you sure you should have that extra slice? Or... Are you seriously going to eat another piece like that type of tone? You know the tone. Like they're not saying it in a way that's constructive. Okay. They're not saying like, you know, are you sure you should eat that another slice? Cause you, you know, you already had like a bunch of stuff today. Or I know you're trying to watch, maybe you're trying, you're on a diet. Like maybe you're on a diet or something. Right. And they're like, I thought you were on your diet. You know, I just, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, you know, I know you're going to be kind of upset if you get off of that track. If they're trying to say it in a way that's not necessarily meant to attack you, just trying to be helpful or they're concerned, then it might be more constructive than judgmental. But if they're saying that in the tone of why are you doing that or in a tone of judgment, then baby, they probably judging you. Okay. And if it makes you feel bad about yourself afterwards, they was judging you, honey. It's, it's a very easy example. And like I said, people usually are way more calculated with this, right? But it's a matter of you have to pay attention to how they're saying it, not necessarily what they're saying. You also got to pay attention to their body language and how they look when they look, you know, say these things. And you can usually, on average, pick up if it's from a negative or positive place. Sometimes that may not always be the case with them. So you should still follow up and say, hey, like, why did you say it like that? Did you mean it like that? Blah, 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 blah. You should still follow up if it really bothers you that bad. But on most cases, you can tell if somebody's being a hater or if they're just being constructive, right? And there's a lot of nonverbal cues you can pay attention to, like eye rolls, groans, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, those are like, those are like surface level stuff, but you should still, you know, keep them in mind. But don't full on think that's a bitch being judgmental, but just keep them in mind. You never really know. And then another thing you have to ask yourself is, did you ask for the feedback in the first place? Usually if the timing is wrong or you didn't explicitly ask someone for their opinion, then they might be a hater. Because haters don't care about a time or place to say something negative. They're just going to do it. So, yeah, if you notice they continuously say judgmental ass shit in the wrong context constantly, you might want to you might want to look out for them. And then on top of that, if you never even asked for the feedback in the first place and they just want to give their opinion to give their opinion, then, yeah, they're kind of a hater ass. They're kind of a hating asshole. So, yeah, pay attention. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, all right, number two. Sometimes they're disrespectful, blatantly or subtly. Haters love being disrespectful. It's like they get off from it. I hate to be that guy. I hate to throw a little innuendo in here, but it's true. It's like they just soak up misery, you know? They just love it. There's just something sexy to them, I guess. I don't know. They just love it. Usually these type of people will throw shade. And in case you don't know, shade basically is judgment. Okay, just to clarify here. They will do that whenever they get the chance. And most of those comments are disrespectful. They may undermine you or ridicule you in some way or tear you down just so they can feel better about themselves. Essentially, they're more calculated bullies, I like to think. They're not going to pummel you physically, but they will pummel you mentally. 
that's just how that goes. They can also disrespect your boundaries or needs in a relationship as well. So if if that's something you keep on seeing and it's a continuous thing, then I would start paying attention more and maybe start reconsidering the relationship because I don't think it's healthy for you. Number three, they can be competitive, but not in a good way. Competition can be a really healthy thing, okay? If it's done correctly, it can help you push past your own limits and it can help you grow faster. But there's a fine line between healthy competition and unhealthy competition. When someone sees your success as a detriment to their own, instead of as more of an inspiration, then that's when you kind of have an issue. Like if they don't want to work towards a common goal with you, then they might not be in your corner like you originally thought. I hate to be that guy to bring that to you, but that might be it. So I think we're on four. Are we on four? I think we're on four. I'm going to go with that because four just seems like the right number in this case. Your happiness is a detriment to them. Happiness is like kryptonite to them, for real. It will make their soul hurt to see you happy, okay? The last thing they ever want is to see you happy. Still focus more on the turmoil going on in your life, and they can struggle to encourage you during these hard times. And as long as you're not surpassing them, the friendship, and I put this in quotations, your friendship will work. Maybe they're jealous of you or so insecure in themselves that they can't see anyone do better than them without feeling like they have to beat them into submission and and i'm reading this shit verbatim from what i just wrote i stand by that i stand by that statement by the way but whatever the reason you have to pay attention to the people in your life who constantly find joy when you're sad and never uplift you when you need it a real friend will want you to be happy no matter what and a hater will keep your ass miserable nobody likes a negative nancy side note though before i get into this i used to be such a negative nancy though like i was the worst person to be around like when i was like fucking what in my preteen years and you know I'm going through my emo phase I was such a terror I was such a negative Nancy like everything was just bad in my life I was like oh this sucks I hate this I hate that life is terrible Ugh. you know I was one of them kids I was also going through a lot of a lot of things back then I was in a very isolating period of my life where I didn't really have a lot of people around me and everyone I did have around me was kind of ass so it kind of it kind of made me retreat and it made me think that in order to not be disappointed, I should just expect the worst to come. So that, that's where my negative Nancy ways came from. I've gotten better over the years. I mean, now I'm more of a realist. I go in and out sometimes with a little pessimistic, just a little bit, but I can still be a very positive person as well. So But that was a side story because I think we've all had that phase of being a negative Nancy, but I think there's just a difference between being a little pessimistic and actually being a negative Nancy, okay? So this goes right back to haters not wanting to see you happy. When you want to celebrate, they want to rain on your parade. So for example, maybe you receive good news and instead of them congratulating you, they either make it about themselves, don't acknowledge it, or try to just ruin the experience by saying something fucked up. They're just kind of like, oh, well, this could happen instead, or oh, that's not really that great. I mean, anybody could do that. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. And nobody likes having people that you can't celebrate with. So if you find yourself surrounded by people who force you to censor yourself, or you can't feel proud of your accomplishments around them, then you might have a hater in your life. You might want to rethink the relationship, you know? I'm just saying might be something to keep in mind 
you know, some people may celebrate you privately, but can never celebrate you publicly or vice versa. So this, again, this is where, this is where I was getting to earlier, where I was like, give me a minute to explain. I will also give an example, but I also wrote something else in here just so y'all did not think I'm being crazy. No. So like I said, this requires discernment. And of course, some people may not be overly vocal, but that doesn't mean they don't love you or support what you're doing. But if you find yourself noticing, and thank you, see, thank you, what, a couple days ago, Kayla, past Kayla, for writing this in, because I knew people were going to probably ask me this question on what I meant. That's why I said to wait, bear with me, because I knew I was going to have something for you to understand, okay? But if you find yourself noticing that they say one thing, but turn around and judge you or act jealous of your accomplishments, then they were never rocking with you to begin with. And if they pick and choose when to show you support, but still use you to gain something, maybe still berate you for what you're doing or any of the above, then it's not real support. So that's what I meant by people can support you publicly and not privately or privately and not publicly. Because some people, like I said, just aren't overly vocal, but that doesn't mean they don't love you, right? Or don't want to see you win. However, it's when you notice they they flip-flop is when there's a problem, okay? When they start flip-flopping or pick and choose when to do it, they not rocking with you, honey. They really not. Because the person who really fucks with you is going to be consistent. That's what, how I like to think about it. So I have a couple personal experiences, like I said, that'll explain this concept more. But, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. Because it's not about me right now. It's about y'all. I don't know what number we're on anymore. I don't. I've lost track. So the next one or next little sign that I have is that they love to play the magician. Here one minute, gone the next. Have you ever noticed that when you need them the most, they vanish? And yes, I'm quoting Avatar The Last Airbender. That is a iconic cartoon. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. That was a childhood classic of mine. It's a great show. This is because they have something to gain from you, but they're too selfish to give anything back in return. Relationships should always be 50-50. So if you find yourself putting in most of the work, or if that person is always using you to benefit them, then you might want to start looking at them a little differently. I'm just going to leave that there. And last but not least, haters are always green with envy. It's their, it's, it's their perfect shade because it works for them. It's the main reason why they feel the need to belittle you and use you because they're jealous of you or insecure. So obviously you have something that they wish they could even have a sliver of. So don't think you're less than just because they want to hate on you, baby. That just means you're worth hating on if they have to do that. That means you're a boss bitch. All right, so water break because we're about to get into my personal experiences. And we all know I'm down with the tea. I always got the tea. So, yeah, sorry. You heard my water bottle. I'm just trying to close the lid, but it wasn't working with me. So we're getting to the real deal. Let's go. All right, so. I've dealt with haters and all the subcategories before, so I have plenty of stories to choose from. Trust me, I have a lot. And I've already told some of them. That's the funny part. I've told a few of them stories on a couple of my episodes. I don't remember which ones at this point because it's been so long. So if you happen to find one, let me know. But <laughs> I've told quite a few. I have several recent examples, so I'm going to have fun saying this to y'all. So when it comes down to haters, I think the most recent example that I can recall is when I posted a poll on my Instagram a couple weeks ago. I already told y'all where to follow me. I'm not going to say it again. It was in the beginning of the episode. It'll be linked down below. But anyways, I posted a poll on my thing. I was talking about, I forgot what episode it was. I don't remember which episode it was in particular, 
that I was talking about, but I was like, oh, let me share. Let me let the people know. And I was like, hey, so who's excited for the blog post? Because I think I was just about to post it or I had like a couple more things to finish and then it was going to go up. And I was like, who's excited for the podcast episode that's coming out? Simple yes or no question poll, right? So of course I got two no's. All right. That shit don't usually bother me because most of the time my friends like to troll me. That's just what they do. My friends will troll me. Or it's usually those little fake accounts or the little porn accounts or something like that. So they're just kind of weird. And they're just like, ha, I just want to be a hater today. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Because it's like, you don't know me. I don't know you. It don't bother me. That's fine. You don't even exist. So I was pleasantly surprised when I noticed it was from two people that I actually have spoken to before. One girl, I remember her from high school. We maybe had a few conversations, but nothing crazy. We weren't, we're not BFFs or anything. We're, I would say we're more like Instagram acquaintances, if you know what I mean. You know, those type of people, you like their posts and stuff like that. Maybe you might comment here and there, but you're not friends, right? The second girl, though, she was from college and she was, I think, like an orientation leader or something when I first was getting into it and becoming a freshman. I saw I was shocked because I looked at the thing and I was like, oh, well, who said no? Sometimes I like to look at the votes. I, you know, I don't, I don't normally take it personally. And I didn't really necessarily take this one personally, but I was a little more like, hey, yo, you know me, though, kind of, but not really. And I just couldn't understand why they would hate on me when they kind of knew me. And I was like, well, why the fuck didn't y'all just, why would y'all vote no? Because that was on, that you did that shit on purpose. That's my thing. Like, it wasn't just the troll because you're BFF or something like, you did that shit on purpose, and yet you're still on my shit. So let, I'm curious as to why you're still on my fucking page, if you have such an issue with me doing well, right? Because I feel it takes a lot more energy to be negative. If you really wanted to vote no, you should have just scrolled past. But then at the same time, it's my fault for even putting the option. So it's like, hmm, shouldn't even giving y'all the, the rope to do so. But I guess I have acquaintances that are haters. As of right now, I do believe they still follow me or at least still look at my shit. So I'm like, y'all are a bunch of hating assholes, but you nosy enough to see how I'm doing. Okay, I see how it is. It's okay. I'm not mad. I'm just gonna do big things. So I'm I'm not even gonna take that shit personally. And that is that's more of an example of somebody who's not in my close circle or hasn't been in my close circle. So this shows that haters can even be like behind the scenes. They could they could they could be somebody you barely even know, and they're still like. Huh, I don't like what you're doing. Okay, bitch. Step off then. Damn. As for haters that used to be closer in my circle, I didn't really get into this story in particular on my blog post because I didn't want it to be too long. But I do actually have one story that I was thinking of after I wrote that. And I was like, oh man, I forgot about her. So you remember how I said I started writing when I was 12 after an especially bad friend breakup? Well, that friend was a hater. She was, she was, she was. And as a 12-year-old, I was not as feisty as I am now. I was a little more subdued. I was a little more insecure. I was a little more to myself because I was just kind of like, whatever. And also to highlight, I didn't have any friends, which I've stated before, I did not have any friends. So she was my first like real best friend, I guess, since I moved from Texas because I hadn't had a best friend since then. Right. And all I wanted to do was be liked by the, by the people. I was getting bullied and stuff like that. I just want to be liked, you know? That's all kids mostly want is to be liked and to be socially accepted. So she was my only real friend. She was my first black friend too, or my first like real black friend, I think. I'm not going to drop her name because that's rude. Although I did, you know, I just thought about this. I did name drop her in my poetry book though. I, because remember I did publish four books 
One was a poetry book that I wrote when I was 14. And I did name drop this girl in there. I didn't re- <laughs> I didn't realize the implications of this until now. But I was like, why did I why did I write her whole government name, bro? I I'm not gonna tell you the title because I don't I don't want you trying to find her. But anyways, <laughs> I won't name drop her here because I'm grown now and I don't want to do that because that's rude. But Anyways, yeah, this girl was kind of my first, like, real friend. I forgot how we met. I don't remember. It's been way too long. We used to be close, and at first, it started off normal as hell, right? I started off chill. We were cool. We used to chit-chat, and I'd go over to her house. She'd come over to mine, and it was fun. You know, I like talking to her on the phone. We literally would call each other, like, every fucking day. Like, all the time, we would call each other. But then at some point... It just turned sour because I she had a she had more of a rougher home life than me. And I think when she came over to my house and, you know, started seeing how I was living and how I was doing and started comparing it to, you know, how her life was, she started getting jealous. And in in turn, she started belittling me, trying to make me feel bad about myself and would, you know, just drop shady comments all the time for no reason. I didn't do nothing to her, but she would just drop shady comments all the time and would demean me because I think she felt inferior and didn't like the feeling of feeling inferior. I don't know if anybody's heard of this. There's this theory of cognitive dissonance, which basically means that when we feel uncomfortable with a thought or something or something in general, if we feel uncomfortable with it, we'll do anything in our power to not feel uncomfortable. She took it out on me. And then was really clingy with my mom, too, because I don't think she liked how her mom was, but she liked how my mom was. So then she was, like, overly clingy with my mom and then was mean to me. And I, oh, my gosh. It's so fucked up in hindsight, though. But I don't I don't really remember this super clearly, but I remember, like, a little bit of it. So there was, like, one day she had come over or something, right? And I, I forgot what we were doing, but we were doing something. And I think I went downstairs and she was in my room so she was chilling watching tv or something i think or she had left i don't remember what transpired between that point and me going downstairs but i ended up going downstairs my mom was down there and i think we got to talking about something and i just remember her asking me because i think we got into the conversation about her and what she was saying and i think my mom was talking about how she had been noticing certain things or didn't like it and then she i think she had asked me how that made me feel and then i just remember just breaking down crying in front of her and being like it makes me feel bad and blah 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 and, you know, just tears. And she's hugging me. She's like, it's okay. And, da, da, da. and I don't know. It was it was really fucked up. But that was my first real introduction into a hater, especially a hater in my close circle and having to deal with that. Now, my mom is always my pit bull. So she defended me. And needless to say, me and her aren't friends anymore. We stopped being friends, like, right after. I think right before I was about to move to Idaho, we stopped being friends. Like, we didn't talk anymore after that and it was that it that was that but it did negatively affect me for a minute because then at that point I didn't want to have any more friends I didn't want to have anybody close to me I didn't want any friends that were girls and I didn't want any black friends in particular because I felt like well if this was my first real experience with a black friend like a black best friend like that I don't want them so I was hesitant to not only make friends in general but I was hesitant to make friends with my own people it made it a little easier because in Idaho, there ain't no, there ain't no black people, baby. They, there's barely any over there. So I made a lot more white friends and um, slowly I got over that and slowly I started letting people back in. And now I actually, surprisingly in college, I have more black friends than white ones. So yeah, I've gotten over it over the years, but I know that negatively impacted me and it made me not want to open up to anyone for a long time because I was like, and it made me scared to even let them over to my house or let them see how I live or anything. I was ashamed of talking about, you know, my 
I like to say privileged. I mean, I guess I am privileged on some level because I have more opportunities than most. That is not a lie. I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to, you know, not say that's not a thing. But I used to be hesitant on doing that because I didn't want to make other people feel bad all the time. I have another example of this particular phenomenon. This is, it's not necessarily a hate, well, it kind of is. Because I think this is about my ex-boyfriend, by the way. My first one, the stalker nigga. I mean, the stalker guy, Johnny. Okay, so Johnny, he was already kind of a hater. Just a little bit. He was a little less privileged than me. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit in terms of, you know, class, finances, things like that. And I remember when my parents bought me my first car. I was like, what, 16, 17, I think? I was like... Yeah, I was like 16 or 17 when they bought my first car. And they were like so excited because they thought I was going to be one of them kids who was going to be flaunting my car around all all the time. Being like, I got a car, I got a car, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't that kid. I, I hit it. I didn't tell him at the time I got a car. I didn't tell my friends I got a car. None of them. And my parents were like, why the fuck did you not tell them? And I said, because I don't want to make other people feel bad. And they were like, Kayla, what? don't be ashamed for having, you know, things like, don't be ashamed for having parents that actually want to get you things and do these things and for having a privileged lifestyle. And they were so sad. They were so disappointed in me about that. And I was like, dang, I really did not want to make y'all feel bad about that. But it just, that's where it was coming from at the time. And I was just so used to people just changing how they interact with me after they know like, okay, well, you're kind of like, you're better off than me. So like, I don't like that. So I'm going to make you feel bad. Uh, You know, I'm so used to people doing that my whole life. So it just, I didn't, I always just try to avoid it. Now I don't give a fuck. If you got a problem with it, you can, you can step off. Period. Step off. But yeah, those are, those are, those are my introductions into what a hater was for me. And yeah. But anyways, as for fake supporters and users, girl, I've had a lot of those. A lot of my romantic relationships were like this as well. But I, like I said, I've told them stories enough. So I don't feel like bringing it up. And again, and I'm going to leave it there. But you can listen to old episodes if you want to hear some stories about that. But I actually did have an incident recently that showed me I saw people like that in my life. And it's coming from somebody that I never would have even thought would have done this, by the way. Like, at all. Right? So I have this friend I've known for a little bit. I've known him for... I'm. <laughs> I've had, I have this friend I've known for a little while. Um, I've known them for like maybe a year or two now. Um, yeah, about a year or two. I just met, I met them um, like what, last year, I think. No. Yeah. I've, I've had this friend for a little bit. We're cool. You know, we're cool. We're cool people's like, I, I don't, you know, I don't have no, or at least I didn't, I didn't have no hate against them. It was just, you know, we were cool people's like, we were not like. Like, I have this friend, okay? I've known them for a little bit. We're not super close. We're not super duper close. But we're not, like, acquaintances either. I would say we're, like, right in that weird middle stage, right? We're not BFFs. But we're not acquaintances. So I would say we're kind of friends. Just a little bit. We don't hit each other up all the time. But we're still we're still cool, I guess. And, you know, at first, when we met, they were super duper supportive of my candle business. They would buy stuff. They would promote me online. They would tell anybody they ever met about it and whatever right and we were both on kind of the same wavelength in terms of our goals and aspirations in life but as you all know I've started my podcast recently going on what two or three months now that I've that I've done this 
And that's when I started to notice that a lot of that OG support faded away. They stopped really plugging my stuff as much anyway, which I was like, whatever. It didn't trip me up too much. But they saw I started a podcast and they never put anything up about it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But then when I start noticing that they start plugging other people's shit all the time, start plugging other people's podcasts all the time, it starts to make me wonder, well, I thought I was your friend. So if I'm your friend and you really fuck with me and what I'm doing, then why are you not publicly putting this up, but you can privately put this up or privately tell me this? And it's not like you have a problem doing this because you've done it before. So that is where I was a little like, what are you doing? But it bothered me, but not enough to really make an episode about it. Not enough to really say anything. It was just kind of like, people are going to be people. And I was like, whatever, it's cool. I don't need you to plug my shit. I can plug my shit on my own, right? But this changed recently when I got a phone call from them randomly on a nice, what, Wednesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday night. I was vibing. I was reading. I just, you know, I just had good food in my belly. I was vibing. I was cool. Having a great night, actually. They proceed to call me because they decided to start their own podcast. And I'm totally down for it. Not that they said anything prior, but I was like, They never said anything prior to wanting to start one. But anyways, regardless of this, I'm like, well, good for you. I'm glad you decided to do something cool like that, right? Hits me up. Mind you, this person don't call me all the time. We don't FaceTime all the time. We don't text all the time. Ever. And most of the time, our conversations are very surface level. I'd say that much. And mind you, they have barely supported mine. But they have the absolute fucking audacity to... Call me, ask me for information on how I started my podcast without doing the research themselves. And then they take the credit for it and they don't shout me out and say, this is where I got it from. You should hit her up, check her out, whatever. Nothing. They don't promote my shit still to this day. Absolutely nothing. They want to say, oh, I'm a podcaster now. Hit me up with all the information you need. Mind you, you got the information from me. Okay. I see I see where it is, right? Now, maybe to y'all, I might be overreacting. But in my eyes, it made me feel used. It made me feel slighted. Especially because this person never did this before, and I would never do that shit to them. I'm really just not that type of girl. I've never been that way. I'm all for helping people succeed. I'm all for giving information where I can. I don't gatekeep, because that's just, why am I going to gatekeep information? That's stupid. Why, why would I do that to y'all? Gatekeeping just seems like a waste of time, in my opinion. But the thing is, is now I notice they pick and choose when to support me. And they only really hit me up when they need some shit. They don't hit me up for no other reason. They only hit me up when they need something. That's it. And they stepped on my back to get further into where they wanted to go. And I don't like that. And now they want to reap the motherfucking benefits. Like I said, I want everyone to succeed. I don't do that. So it broke my heart when people don't have that same mindset. And they want to just use me as a doormat. Because I'm not that type of bitch who can let you use me as a doormat and deal with it. Trust me, the minute you fuck me over, that's it. There is no going back. There is no reconciliation. Once that bridge is burned, it is burned. So I'm not the one to fuck with with that one. Because I'm I'm real helpful. I really am. But the minute you, you do that, I'm done with you. There ain't no going back. I will never help you again. I promise you that. And then this is how I feel about this person now. I will not help them again. If they ask me, I'm not, I'm not going to give any information out at this point. Because now I just see what you're going to do with it. And I see that you're not going to give the credit where it's due. So 
I know it's common knowledge, sure. You could look this up anywhere, but if you could look it up anywhere, then why don't you look it up on your own? Why are you asking me? And then you're not even going to say, hey, this is where I got it from. Basically, that proved my original point. Like I was saying, this is the example I was talking about that I think y'all needed to hear. Because if someone switches up like that, then they might be a hater or they're not rocking with you the same. Only if they switch up. Now, if they remain consistent, then, you know, you don't got shit to worry about. People are different and that doesn't mean they don't love you less just because they're not doing that. But if they pick and choose when to do it or they switch up randomly, they only support you. And I mean, putting this in quotations, if they support you online or something, but don't support you privately or they support you privately, but can't really support you online. Don't do none of the above or at least try. And publicly doesn't even have to be social media. They could just say publicly in terms of like telling other people about your stuff. If they don't even do that, but they could be like, oh yeah, this is great, blah, 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 in private, but they can't even try to help you publicly get word of mouth, things like that, or maybe shit on you behind your back about what you're doing. Not it, sis. Not it. They're not it. So let them go. (laughs) No, don't let them go yet. I'll get to some solutions. That should be a last resort, but still. But, but anyways, sometimes the people in your life may not always start off as haters, but that does not mean they don't have the capacity to become one, okay? You just have to pay attention to how they treat you, and the moment that changes, you have to decide how to handle that. I had to take a mini break and go to social media. It's the same stuff. I know everybody's probably heard about that Will Smith, Chris Rock altercation, and... As okay, the, fu- the before we get into the rest of this, this is a brief intermission. First off, the memes are legendary. Like I was scrolling on fucking Twitter for at least forty five minutes, laughing at all the memes. Right, I even made one of my own in case you didn't notice. But it, the shit's funny. But in all seriousness, my honest opinion on that is that Chris Rock did deserve to get his shit rocked, but just not on national television. And. Jada and Will did not deserve to sit there and deal with his blatantly insensitive jokes. But Will shouldn't have did that shit on national TV. That's all. He could have handled that shit in the parking lot. That's all. You know? There's just a time and a place for everything, and I think they could have just handled it. I think he could have handled it better without having to resort to slapping the fuck out of him. But I'm not saying Chris did not deserve to get the slap. But, yeah, feel free to disagree. Because I, I keep seeing people disagreeing in the comments. They're like, Will should have did it. He's not wrong. And then some people are like, well, Chris was the victim. He shouldn't have got physically assaulted. And I'm like, mm, I see both sides here. I think it's kind of a weird gray area where it's like one isn't right, but the other isn't wrong. Anyways, I know that was a side note, but I just I had to share that thought because it was interesting. I've been saying this for the last like two days since I've been seeing Twitter blow up about it. Back to the episode at hand. Because I think before this, I was saying... You got to pay attention to how people treat you. I, because, okay. Because the thing is on the browser, they're like, you can only do 30 minutes at a time. So I had to stop it in between. But anyways, I would say that my haters in my life have hurt me. If I said they didn't, that would be lying because they did. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants people to support everything they're doing. And of course, I want people to support what I'm doing. Who? But the reality is not everyone will. And that is okay. I have to be all right with that. So now I use them as motivation to keep going. And I never, ever, ever in a million years want to give them the satisfaction 
of making me feel less than. I would rather eat a tire than do that. And now, for the most part, I cut them out of my life. Like I said, there's some that I've just magically decided to sprout. But we deal with them accordingly. And at the end of the day, I have more people under my belt that do support me wholeheartedly than those who don't. So in hindsight, I'm blessed. However, I still think it is important to be aware of some solutions on how to deal with haters or cut them out of your life effectively. So what are some solutions and or advice? Don't take it personal. Of course, this is easier said than done, but usually haters have something going on in their own head that they need to deal with. That isn't your responsibility to figure out. You you don't need to be someone's captain go save a hoe. I'm leaving that there. So if you still think that the relationship is worth salvaging and maybe you're not quite ready to confront them, I wouldn't take what they say personally. Just know the place that it's coming from and continue moving accordingly. Because at the end of the day, you'll be growing and making boss moves while they stay stagnant and miserable. Next thing, communicate with them and set boundaries. Now, if you're bold, I suggest going with this approach. I think in order to make it through life and maintain your relationships, you have to know how to communicate. Yes, even the good and the bad. I still struggle with this. I've said this on multiple podcast episodes. I'm terrible at communicating with people about things that bother me, but... We take it one day at a time. Again, this is only if you believe the relationship is worth salvaging and it's bothering you enough that you feel the need to express it. You don't have to be rude, but you explicitly state how they've been hurting you and set boundaries for the friendship going forward. And if they truly care about you, they'll make an effort to change. And if they don't, you'll know when they continue to do the same shit you told them not to do. Keep yourself at a distance. Maybe you don't want to cut them off right away, but you also know they're not going to listen to your concerns. So your best bet is to start distancing yourself and stop including them in your life and keep pushing. Either they're going to disappear like they should, or they'll notice you pulling away, realize that they need to change, and then they'll do the necessary thing to keep you and that friendship afloat. But of course, I would not do this unless you've already told them how you felt before. Otherwise, you're just not giving them the opportunity to change, and that's really unfair to them. You know, you got to let people sink or swim. If you've done all of this and they still have not changed, then cut those hoes off. If you've exhausted every single effort, remove them from your life. Sometimes we have to remove the people that are no longer serving us. You're not a bad person for prioritizing yourself first. Even if people want to act like you're the villain for doing that. You're not. Last thing, protect your energy. Find people who want nothing but the best for you. Let those experiences be a lesson who to keep in your life, and who to remove. Protect your energy and look for people who want to support you wholeheartedly, who want to see you succeed, and who want to see you happy. Even though it seems like those people don't exist, they do. And it's a beautiful feeling to know that no matter what, someone has your best interest at heart. So what are my final thoughts? Haters suck. They really do. But they're a part of life and you can't control the people, but you can always control how you respond to those people. And I hope that this episode and or the subsequent blog post helped you figure out how to deal with them in your life or how to cut them out or how to even recognize who they are. I know this was a bit of a longer episode and I know that this was a bit of a longer blog post, but I hope y'all listened to the end or at least read to the end. I don't know which one you're on. I don't know if you're doing it simultaneously i mean go off up to you 
I really enjoyed this episode and I really enjoyed just speaking about this topic because like I said, it's something that's been on my mind for a minute and I've just been dying to make this episode. So here it is and hope y'all really got something from it. Thank you for listening to me rant. So that is the end of the episode, guys. It's been real. Stay healthy, stay gorgeous, and stay safe. And I'll see you next time. Bye.